and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And it's been a while. <laughs> Sorry. Because, oh no, it's not. I mean, gosh, we're all we're all terribly busy folks up here, so sometimes <laughs> This time it's happens. been mostly my fault. That's okay. Cuz uh, cuz I had a friend over and for for a while and it was like uh um but i need to like hang out with her and as a result i like really didn't have time to play the game so yeah, no, that's that's totally fair you know like we do this we do this for fun yeah so... which is which is sort of a sta- sad state of affairs because it was like literally like a three to four hour game so, so i like yeah. really only needed to find like two sessions to sit down and play it pretty much and i didn't yeah, yeah i, I mean, finished no. it today you, you never, you never really know how long it's gonna take you. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, Carl. That makes me feel better. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I now have played it like two and a half times, I think. But the first time I played it was like a while ago, like a month or something, like a couple months ago. So, so that's okay. fine. Yep. Meanwhile, I have, uh, I had a friend over the past couple of weeks. That's what I've been doing. Yay! Uh, and we hung out. Far away friend saw... or. Or yeah, well, not she, so far. She, she actually used to uh, she used to live with us. She was like our roommate when we first uh, moved to Seattle, um, and then she moved back to like the Boston area. Oh, and so like she she was my college roommate back in the day, and so I hadn't gotten to see her in like a year, and uh, and it's nice because like she you know stayed with us for a couple nights and we hung out. We went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, it was good times. Nice. Sounds like good times. Oh. Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way. Pretty good movie. Not bad. Yeah. I... Is it? It's a worthy successor to the original, I would say. Like, it's it's not, like, better than the original, but it's not also, like, you know, Iron Man 2 kind of, like, substantially worse than the original. <laughs> so. I mean, I haven't seen the original. It just seems like something I would absolutely hate to see. <laughs> I mean, that's it's sort of a it's a very particular taste, I guess. It's it's a romp. It's just like it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's kind of mostly comedic, um, and you're sort of like funny and odd. So you know, if that's the yeah. sort of thing you're looking for, it's good. If that's not, then <laughs> don't bother. It's... Yeah, I don't like funny things. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Carl inter- is very serious. It's interesting because like I I was actually just having this conversation yesterday, but. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is literally the only part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I care about at all because it's not superheroes. It's just, it's just, like, space antics. Bunch of alien folks. Yeah. Like, that's, I'm I'm just, I'm so over superheroes. My god. Really? Yeah. I, I cannot. Burned out on superheroes? Yep. <sighs> really burned out. Even the even the trailer for the new Thor movie, which looks like it's just going to be like wacky hilarity. I mean, I haven't seen any any Thor, so I won't be seeing this one. Basically, All right, fair enough. Yeah, the trailer the trailer for the new Thor like made me pretty happy because I was like really like kind of whatever. I don't care about Thor. Like, I'm probably not going to see the next one, but the trailer was just like, hey, look, it's a fun like. 70s themed romp or like possibly like like late 70s early 80s you know like 
silliness, and it's just gonna be, like, cute and weird and not take itself seriously, and it's <laughs> gonna be fun. And I'm like, okay, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into, like, and it's always really pretty, because, like, they do a lot of, like, cool kind of fantasy visual art sort of stuff yeah. with it. Um, so I'm like, I'm I'm into, like, cool visuals and, like, not very serious fun antics. Like, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. I guess I will say, uh, apparently, apparently there's a Hellboy reboot also in the works. Oh, jeez. Which is interesting. But I don't... I was not, like, particularly strong feelings one way or the other on the Hellboy movies. I think I saw the second one with my grandpa in theaters. That's funny. And he was a big fan, so... Yeah, um, I just... All I, uh... All I really care about is that uh, David Hyde Pierce was the voice of Abe Sapien. David Hyde Pierce, who is also Niles in Frasier, which is excellent. Um, is he the fish-looking one? Yeah, he's the fi- the fish man. I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not particularly interested in a Hellboy reboot, but I'm. It's an interesting thing that that's happening. I guess. <laughs> it's a, sort of an odd choice, but yeah, you know. Yes, they they're trying to it's dig up something. every possible superhero property that could possibly make money at this point. Yeah. When I mean, are we getting? When are we getting the Squirrel Girl movie? Man, sorry, Carl. What were you saying? There's a billion more superheroes you can just dig up. Yeah, I mean, there are some really weird ones. Comic books are extensive and odd. Yeah. So. <laughs> And extensively odd. So. I mean, the odd ones are the one that's interesting. Yeah. Because they have some actual problems. Yeah, there was a. There was one series that I used to read um, called The Authority, which was uh, sort of posited like hey, there's a group of superheroes. You know, like a la The Avengers, that's goal is to, like, save the world. But then, like. And they usually practice the, you know, like, they start by practicing the, like, hey, we're superheroes, you know, like, we don't, you know, like, we we have to be the good guys and be better than the bad guys and, like, you know, like, have a code of, like, not killing anyone except if we absolutely have to kind of thing. And then they're like, ah, screw it. No one, like, actually, like, takes us seriously if we do that. And actually, you know, we're... we're the ones protecting everybody. Let's just, like, start a, like, totalitarian regime government... And just, like, rule the country. Because why not? We can. <laughs> and so they do. <laughs> that's that's and quite... live happily ever after. Yeah, yeah, it's a sort of, like, it's quite a cautionary tale there. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of, a like, a like a logical extreme of this sort of, like, behavior and vigilantism. <laughs> yeah. It's like, clearly they think they know better than, uh, than uh, you know, the general populace. So they become something between, like rock stars and government leaders like this really kind of like debauched sort of I don't know it was odd it was interesting though I think it's still going in the form of like one of the characters got his own spin-off series that's currently still going but hmm. the authority comic itself is is dead yeah so I don't know anyway <laughs> how have y'all talk. been uh, I've been you know it's I've been busy, <laughs> you know. Uh, Are you I got all another... done with done with finals and things? No, I've got uh, like three weeks left. 
until finals. Okay. okay. I'm done. <laughs> Today. Carl's all done. Yeah, I'm all done. Congratulations. That's exciting, yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, uh, the last four weeks have been hell. <laughs> uh, well, it's been really fun because we're making a game, but we're also making a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yep, it's in been... there. Yep. It's like fun, but it's also like super exhausting, wanna kill yourself sort of. <laughs> I've done nothing but sleeping and working on the game. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Well, welcome, welcome to being a game designer. <laughs> now you've done it. Yeah. Is the is the game like? Are you happy with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it is could it use like three it's... years more polish? Yeah, that's that's sort of how it goes. It's like so the the joke is like first you make the first ninety percent of the game, and then you make the last ninety percent of the game. Yeah, like yes. the last the last ten percent takes ninety percent of the time. Yeah, it's uh well because it 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 feels like it's almost done and you're like great. It's like I you can see the shape of it. It's, you know, it's you know that it it works and it's like more or less how you want it. But then that polish ends up being like most of the dev cycle. Yeah. It's like, "Oh yeah, I just got to hash out these details." Yeah, it's like this doesn't <laughs> quite work and this is still buggy and like this UX needs to be better and <laughs> It's like, and it goes on and on and on. You're like, wasn't I almost done with this game? What the hell? Yeah. It's also really easy to make, like, the frame of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. to see something happening is it takes a week, <coughs> and then it takes, like, 20 weeks for something to actually happen. Yep. yep. And for the thing to happen properly exactly the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That is, that is, that is the feel. Oh a cautionary, boy. A cautionary tale if you are someone who plans to go into game design or game dev. Like, that's how that process works. Man, or any, any art really, because like, <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even in game dev and that's, that's the exact same, like, the whole 90-10 rule thing I've heard <laughs> many, many times that I've encountered many, many times, so it's, ugh. It's yeah, a, it's well, a thing. That's why you should always finish stuff. Yeah, it's hard to finish things, it's, man. It's really hard to finish stuff. Oh man, I've got a lot of I got a lot of unfinished stuff. If you are a person who has finished things, especially artistic things, you should re- feel really proud of that because finishing things is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Not only getting to a point where you can finish, but also knowing when you're finished. Like, oh, well, and not yeah, going I mean, beyond that point. Arguably, like, finishing or getting to a point where you're alright with releasing it into the world. You yeah. Know? Like, even, it's never going to be as finished as you want it to be, but it may be good enough at some point. Basically. There is no perfect game yeah. besides Portal. <laughs> yeah, besides Portal, obviously. True. Ugh. Well, I was watching. Um, is it uh, is it Patrick Rothfuss? I think that Thanos been like linking his stream occasionally because mm-hmm. he was streaming Portal Two, and I was like remembering like, oh yeah, actually like Portal Two was pretty dang good. Like it wasn't quite as like 
completely tight and and like as as uh, I guess like a plus start to finish kind of an experience as mm-hmm. Portal One, but it was still pretty damn good. Yeah. Like it's only through comparison to Portal One that it really suffers. Yeah, yeah, and I mean even even still, yeah, it's it's basically just Portal, but more of it. And yep. anytime you do more of a thing, it there's there's always potential that that it will cause the product to suffer. But Portal is such a good thing that you know yeah. diminishing it is still fucking great. It, yeah, it's they, so they could good. release a Portal Three, Portal Four, Portal Five before it starts getting old. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, especially uh, if, especially if they keep like snapping up digipen students to add new mechanics to yeah. with every iteration. Yeah, that was my actually my main complaint with Portal 2 is I felt like it had all these new mechanics and it kept going from one to the other without like really like giving you time to just like sit with the mechanics that you had and like really dig deep into them. Yeah. Um and so I was like, can we could this have been two games please because like the paint is a new mechanic on its own, and, like, all the other new mechanics could be a game on their own. Yeah. I think... I think... I mean, it, it makes sense narratively why they waited to introduce the paint. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nicer if we would have gotten it just, like, a few puzzles earlier, I feel like. Yeah. Just to... It's good, though. It yeah. also has... Uh, Portal 2 has, like, possibly the best co-op mode in em- any game I've ever played. Yeah. That's true. It's just, like, really good, like, actually forcing you to communicate with another person mm-hmm. that you are, like, problem-solving with. Yeah. Like, pretty pretty excellent. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like an add-on to the game. Yeah, it's like its own solid thing mm-hmm. that, that works really great. Man, remember the dates when Valve used to make games? <laughs> yeah. I think I think the best thing about about the co-op mode is that it's also it's also just canon. <laughs> yeah. Because they mention it in the single player campaign mm-hmm. as like a thing that GLaDOS was working on before yeah. before she woke up Shell. Like designing testing androids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Good. Yes. Oh. Hmm. That's funny because I was also recently watching uh rewatching like just an old Portal 2 stream from a streamer that I watched just like apropos of nothing, I was like, "Yeah, this will be. This is a good watch. I'll watch this again." Hmm. I should go back and check out that uh, that playthrough I did with Sean that time. Yeah, because Portal is actually the like one video of his that I'm in because I happen to uh, like really be into the Portal games, and I'm like, "Can I just watch you play Portal?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, anywho, we didn't play Portal. No, uh, we played a different game. We played a different game. Um, Should we play Portal? Well, we didn't play Portal this week for this for the podcast. Is the question: Should we? Oh, should we? I mean, we've already played it. We've all already played it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel and we like about it. I feel like yeah, we just talked about it just now. <laughs> I feel like there's enough enough like Portal Portal talk on the internet. I don't. I feel like. Adding, adding our, adding more of our talk to that pile would be. Maybe we'll give it, give it another yeah. like ten, ten years for it to fade in everyone's memories. Yeah, and then we'll do it. 
Yep. We'll still be podcasting by then, right? Yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Not Portal. Uh, Maze. Maze is the game that we played, um, which is a game by uh, Finish Line Games. It's a sort of first-person adventure gamey puzzle game where you wake up on a farm and you don't know what the hell is going on. Hold on. Pausing. Pausing pausing. for a second. Pausing for a second. Probably should have uh, worked this out before we started recording. Kelsa, do you have a fan in your room? Oh, shit. I forgot to turn my fan off. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really... There's something something like high-pitched buzzing noise going on in the background. What is that? I usually turn my fan off. Is it really bad? Should I turn it off? It's it's kind of loud. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Give me give me a second. Wow. Well, maybe I'll have to figure out a way to like uh, edit. Oh, that didn't turn it off. To uh, edit this out, or maybe not, <laughs> since it's I just okay. talked through that whole thing. Realistic technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, Troubleshooting. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you were saying adventure <laughs> game that we played. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's an adventure game where you wake up on a farm. And you don't really have a goal. You walk a little bit and there's a door. So you decide, okay, well, I guess I'm going to try to go in this door. The door looks important. Is, it's a very important a, looking door. Hmm? In, terms of, in terms of goals at the very beginning, like, there is a sort of weird sense of ominousness because, like, something... You, you see, like, a twitch of something running away yeah. at the, like, very first shot or something like that. And you're like, and oh, And the sound God. is so ominous. Yeah. It's, like, definitely mysterious. Yeah, um, and that that was actually one thing that I would like to say, and I was going to say it later, but I'll say it now. The soundtrack in this game is amazing. Like, top-notch. Just cool, like, 80s ambient synth stuff. I love it. Um, okay, so you there's a big door, and you can't get in the door because you need things to unlock the door there's three pretty obvious slots in the door yeah there's like a handprint there's a double helix and there's a a disc shape Mm -hmm. so you know adventure game logic i gotta find these things and put them in the door as we've as they've talked about on mostly walking like good design for adventure games show someone a locked door and then you know like they know that they need to be getting the key for the locked door yep so, first thing they do is show you a big old locked door. Yep. So, uh, you start the game, like, on this abandoned farm. Um, and there are sort of a few places that you can go. There's, like, an abandoned farmhouse, which is initially kind of the only place you can go. Um, first, first of all, you come to, like, a desk. And there's a welcome letter. And a stale English muffin that you pick up and it is added into your inventory. Um, yeah, it's sort of the tutorial, like, your, it teaches you, like, how to walk through the cornfields yeah. and, like, how to pick things up and examine them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, but a, a, lot of the, a lot of the ways are sort of blocked off by stacks of boxes. Bright which, orange boxes. Bright orange boxes. It's really, really hard to miss them. You could spot those boxes from a mile away. Um, which I thought was a nice mechanic, if a little dumb. That it, it yeah, that it it, it's a choice. You. I have some, I have some like 
in, in like some thoughts about this. Yeah, I absolutely can... love it. Yeah, like it it gates you into the area that you need to be to solve the puzzle. It doesn't give you a huge yeah, amount it... of ground to cover where you get lost. Like literally, go this way. This is not mm-hmm. the spot you need to be in right now. Yep. that's the way you should be going. Go that way in like bright orange neon. Yeah. Um, I mean, this game does a lot to sort of uh, diminish the hakes that most adventure games cause. So, yeah, so I, I guess, again, like, I was going to talk about this later, but, like, <laughs> let's yeah, get right into it. It's fine. So, I, yeah, I think, and I, I want to say this is part of the game's humor, um, I, and I'm, I, it's maybe you can argue about how intentional it is, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it's like intentional. They're like intentionally like sending up and poking fun at a lot of like adventure game tropes and traditions. So it's like, usually you get lo- lost in adventure games. So no, we're going to put you in a bright orange pen, basically, where you have to stay in this area until you figure something out. And yeah. like... Normally, you have too many choices of, like, what sort of objects to use. No! These objects, like, as soon as you use them once, they're gone. And, like, you, you're, they're no longer in your inventory. Yeah. And you know exactly what you need to do. And, like, no, it's, I... really, it's really hard to figure out what to use an item for. It's like, no! We're going to put what to use it for right in the description of the object. So all you have to do is read it, and it tells you. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. It's I think it it is simultaneously, like taking the piss out of out of adventure game tropes while also just streamlining the process like it, yeah. it's sort of a two birds with one stone thing where it it serves as an example of the sense of humor of the game while also making the game more accessible than yeah. i think your average adventure game is although um, there's an argument to be made that it it goes a little bit too far yeah no that, i don't like, disagree with that either yeah but we'll get to that later mm-hmm um so yeah you you sort of wander around this this area of the farm there's like a farmhouse um there's it's an outhouse i think yeah there's like a it's like a chicken coop there's an outhouse um there's a little like grove of trees there's some carved wooden statues uh a, there's, a, there's a solid gold statue a solid gold statue yeah um, eventually you get access to, like, an abandoned silo, an abandoned barn, a, a strange metallic lightning vein, not lightning vein, a lightning rod sort of contraption in the middle of the field, where there's also a corpse. Oh, and there's the giant eye hooks as well. There's, and, like, these big metal eye hooks. Mm-hmm. Which you can never get to, but you can see them off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... Basically, I mean, you solve the puzzles. I don't know. I don't know how in depth I want to get here. Yeah, it's an. It's hard to call them puzzles. Yeah, yeah, you pick up the items. You take them. If you read the description, it pretty much tells you ex- of the item. It pretty much tells you exactly what to do with the mm-hmm. item. And so you take the item to the place where it's used, and you use it on the thing, and then you get to continue to find more items and more places. Yeah, it's. And it's... even if you don't read, you can just spam through all the items. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you it's, never it's have really more really than like seven items. Yeah, you never have too many items, and like when you get to the place where you're supposed to use the item, there's like a big outline in the shape of that item. Yeah, that's like that item goes here. I've actually I, I've seen this game described less as an adventure game and more as a hidden object game, which I, I guess I feel like it's kind of a, a fusion of the two. Um, I mean, it's it's like a it's an instruction following sim. Yeah, it's it's a narratively focused instruction following sim. I mean, um, you don't need to think at all ever. Yeah. No, you really don't. Pretty much. There's one part where you do actually have to move somewhat quickly, but uh, again, we'll get no, there. I guess. No, you don't. You yeah, you do. You blow up if uh, if you don't get there in you time. You do. Yeah, you do. I, I took my time. I blew up twice before I fit, before I got it the first time. But anyway, I don't, I don't remember. We'll anyway. I don't remember the part where I could have blown up. So I, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> I'll point it out when we get there. Yeah, weird. <laughs> so so you explore the farmhouse and like creepy things keep like moving in the periphery of your vision, and sometimes like you'll you'll uh, like finish a task and it'll be like coincidentally. A new path has opened, and some of the orange boxes are, are now removed yep, in, like, gone. a super arbitrary way. Yep. Like, hey, the arbitrary gate has been lifted for you because you did the arbitrary thing. Yeah, so eventually you get a hand, courtesy of the corpse you found in the field. Uh, you get a double helix-shaped keychain, and you get a, a, a CD disc. You take them all back to the door, you put them in the door, the door opens, and you are confronted by a horde of sentient talking corn stalks, which, yep. which are, yep. like, sort of among the main characters of the game. Yep. They're real, real dumb. They're extremely <laughs> stupid. And they that's, have English accents. That's the joke. That's the joke, is they're real dumb. Yep. They're dumb, they like naps. Yep. And the only thing they're good at is moving boxes around. Yep. Yeah, they at some point they sort of like offhand narratively justify that like, oh, like the one thing that the box that the, the corn stalks really know how to do work wise is to like move orange boxes from one location to another and they used this to like uh like move the scientists around into doing the things that they wanted them to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh- like Okay. I guess that's the other thing that's worth mentioning. Uh, apart from the puzzle-solving items that you can pick up, there oh, are yeah. also, like, folio items, which are documents and just random items. Like, you pick up a rock and you name it Chauncey. Yep. Or... Which is a nice compromise between the, like, they want to make fun of the adventure game, like, you pick up literally everything you see sort of trope but not actually crowd your inventory with a bunch of stuff that you're not going to use. Yeah. The... Like, you pick it up, and it goes straight to your, like, do-nothing inventory that's just, like, narrative. Yeah. The the caveat to that, unfortunately, is that um, upon subsequent playthroughs, those items are all gone from the world, except for the ones that you haven't picked up. So, like, it, it makes it easier to collect all of them, mm-hmm. I guess, because, you know, you're not picking up duplicate items. Yeah, you maintain your progress. Yeah, but the drawback is that most of the narrative comes from specific folio items. So, like, upon a subsequent playthrough, you just, like, don't get that narrative at the 
in the proper sequence because you already have it, which doesn't really matter, but it's kind of, I don't know. It feels a little empty without it. Yeah, it, it, it feels... A second playthrough breezes by if you don't have that text to read, basically. Because it's just like, oh, I can do that. Pick up the thing, put the thing in here, move the thing. Um, so, the corn tries to get you to answer a riddle, but then it forgets the riddle, and it can't remember the answer to the riddle. And it can't remember, like, the corn has an argument about which one is uh, John, I think. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember if it was John. Or like Bob or something like that. Some common name. Yeah. Uh, so they just let you go through the door. And the door is an elevator. And the elevator has one of my favorite jokes in the game in it. Yeah. It's... Which is the elevator's a Skinner box. Yep. The elevator's a Skinner box. So you gotta, you gotta play the Skinner box game a couple times and eat yep. some stale food pellets. <laughs> yep. You press a button. A light goes off, and it gives you a little pellet, and then the elevator goes down a little bit, and then it stops, and then you have to press the button again and get another pellet. Yep. And only if you do that several times do you actually get to ride the elevator to the bottom. Yep. So, eventually, the elevator uh, drops you off in a secret underground government science lab, and you're, air quotes, introduced to... I would call them the main characters of the game, except they are never actually present in the game, uh, physically. They are present only through a trail of, uh, conflicting sticky notes. Yeah. Left as, like, communications to each other. Yes, because the, the, the premise is that there were, there were two scientists who basically ran this lab, and they had exactly opposite shifts. Because they, so they hated were never each in, other. Yeah, because they were never in the lab at the, exa- at the same time. So to communicate, they just leave sticky notes for each other everywhere in, like, blue and pink. Honestly, it's, it's, it's goofy, but I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Reading the sticky notes was always a lot of fun. So yeah. uh, your, your two scientists are um, oh, Bob P. McTavish, who is <laughs> an idiot mm-hmm. and who consistently steals the credit of the other actually more competent scientist uh ted i don't remember his last smith. name ted his last smith. name is just smith ted smith yeah um which is why... also an idiot he's he's an idiot kind in of. his own way yeah but he's he's clearly the more competent scientist um and doesn't completely blow their entire budget on the stupidest things which bob does all the time like Statues and lobbies. You'll find a lot of lobbies in the underground laboratory, which serve precisely no purpose. Um, yep, and very, very ornate bathrooms. Very ornate bathrooms. Uh, printed brochures, because Bob had the idea to provide guided tours of a highly classified government science facility. And everything in the brochures is redacted. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and then you basically continue on solving puzzles throughout various parts of this government lab. So, the first puzzle is the puzzle that builds you your little helper companion. Yeah, it's really not clear what your in-game narrative motivation is for doing that. 
Like, yeah. you get in, you can't really do anything, except there's, like, clearly a space on a table where a whole bunch of stuff is supposed to go. So you're like, alright, I guess I collect this stuff. Yeah. Okay, like, that might be the case, but that's also true for everything you do in this game. Well, I mean, at least, I don't think that's true, because most of the other time, like, you are, they give you some narrative justification. Like, maybe in the at the beginning you like, okay, I see a door, like... It's mysterious, I want to go into it, let me find the keys to this door. And then after that, so like one of the first things that happens when you get down into the lab is you meet um, the Ruby Queen, who is a stock of corn that's slightly less stupid but way more British than the other stocks of corn. Yeah. Or at least like way more posh British. And she's like their leader and she tells you how to, uh, like what to do to yeah, you know like you save everyone restore the power and raise the hooks yeah and so like everything you do from that point on is about restoring the power and raising the hooks and even but, even before that like after after you build the bear uh the the corn shows up and says you should hit the showers and then yeah. that leads you to your confrontation with the queen i mean a yeah. confrontation it's not really a confrontation but you yeah. know um so, yeah, your audience with the queen. Yeah, so there's 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 like nudges. But... Yeah, but this one's just like nothing. It's yeah. like you're in a space, there's an empty workbench, collect a bunch of items and build a thing. And it's like, why, how do I know that I'm supposed to be building? Like, I've seen the trailers, so I get that this is supposed to be like the foul-mouthed teddy bear character. But like, why? How do I know to do this? Like. Yeah. I, I yeah. guess I guess they just wanted to get that companion in there so yeah. that you're not walking around in utter silence. Yeah. I, I just think they they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's That could also be it. That's mostly true. Mostly it. Uh, so, they want, just want you to build your cyborg bear. Yeah, so yep. the companion you build is a... Um, his name is Vladdy. Vladdy Ruxpin, which is a Soviet knockoff of the uh, Teddy Ruxpin toys from the mm-hmm. 80s. Um, so it's the bear, little robot bear, but also you you put a keyboard on him, at a keyboard with some extra RAM just kind of shoved into it. It's jammed it's, in. It's an up, upgrade, air quotes. Uh, a, a, a big old military backpack and a robot arm. Which never serve any purpose. None of the other stuff serves any purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. Um, and then, and then the bear comes to life and follows you around and uh, berates you in a Russian accent <laughs> the entire and, game, and calls you stupid, and occasionally calls you stupid uh, in Russian. Yep. And he does some stuff. I mean, there, there are. are uh, he's, he's, he is a puzzle solution. In yeah. Many yeah. He's 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 basically uh, a the one item that is not exactly in your inventory, but he never disappears when you use him. Mm-hmm. And most it's the wit from him. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or the scythe from Grim Fandango. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically. So you send him into vents and things like you that. You send him into vents and he fixes consoles and and broken broken machinery. And he kicks doors. And he kicks doors, yeah. <laughs> It's it's because apparently doors like respond to him for whatever reason. Yeah, probably for no reason other than it's funny. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, 
there's there's a lot so there's a lot of the hints in the game or like the what to do next parts are delivered through like text that just appears on the screen mm-hmm. when you finish a task. So a lot of times it'll pop up like, oh hey, uh, Vladi like could probably open that vent for you even though he's not going to tell you about it. Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay. Or like <laughs> go open the vent. Or and every the running joke becomes uh, every time Vladdy goes into a vent for you, just something terrible happens to him. Like he gets electrocuted or like he falls into a like pit of broken glass or you know whatever just something awful happens so eventually the text becomes like vladdy really hopes that you don't notice this vent in the room (laughs) which you know i again like the crux of this game for me is it's very stupid but i appreciate it yeah you know so it's yeah my so my my biggest my sort of overall sense of the game is like even though it's only four hours long they really run their jokes past their welcome point yeah they do like a a lot of it is just kind of the same joke over and over like haha vladi is like angry and grouchy like haha the corn is stupid you know like these two idiots with their post-it notes, ha ha ha! But it's like the same jokes over and over and over, and it's like I get it. All right, like give me something else. Yeah, it's I I agree, but I also feel like in some instances there is a progression. Like watching watching via post-it notes as Ted sort of slowly stoops to the level of Bob by. <laughs> deciding to carve his own statue out of like rare earth metals. Yeah. Um that was that was cute. Or like yeah. the the whole we 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 we're out of money. We got to make back all this money real quick. Let's record a hit song. Yep. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. That I mean, I agree that the yokes kind of went past. Mhm. Or it- could have been perfect, but it sort of brought it back. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's, in there's the a, end, a I was like, yeah, "Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I like this." That's 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 how I felt. It's like the jokes kind of go on too long, but then the payoff is there, and the payoff feels okay to me. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so you build Vladdy, and then the corn tells you to hit the showers, and in the showers there's events. Event. It's the only event that you go in, and not Vladdy. I think. Um, so you crawl through the vent, the queen is there, she tells you to restore the power and raise the hooks, which opens up a also, new path. Oh. Um, if you if you go through some of the side vents, you also see the, the like, villain of the story. Yeah, that's right. Ish. I forgot. There's, there's another, uh, there's another big corn, and he's, he's... Just angry. He's dumb and angry, and he doesn't like you. And that's 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 about all the characterization he gets is that yeah. he doesn't want you in the lab and he wants to stop whatever you're trying to do. And he doesn't really like the queen either. He like thinks she's like too mean and bossy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So so that uh, there's that there's your villain. There's also oh, shoot. What was I gonna say? There's one more thing that you get or learn around that. Oh no! Like um uh, even before that and sort of up until that point they they drop they drop a lot of hints that like you are also an idiot yeah. um because you're like as you're going through and like reading the description on items it's like you know you you try and read this thing but you often have trouble distinguishing between letters and numbers so you have a tough time with it 
Or and what was the one? It was like, you stared at this document for five hours trying to read it before you realized that you were looking at it upside down. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and uh, and something about, um, like, you, you, like, tried to eat, you try to eat a lot of things and then either think better of it or, like, don't have a condiment so you don't or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah stupid is a common concept in this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically everyone in this game is stupid. Um, with, with and the bloody points it out of, incessantly. Yeah, with the exception of, like, one character that they barely even mention. Um, and bloody. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm... Compared to everyone else. Yeah. I guess. When the, when the Corn first sees Vladdy, they, they think he's a helicopter. So yep. And they continue to refer to him throughout the game as a helicopter. I don't, I don't understand that joke. Like, it, it's, is it, it's funny because he just has nothing in common with a helicopter? Like, that's... I think yeah. so. I think so. Okay. I find sure. it funny. Yeah. That's that's one of those jokes that's stupid, but then it comes back around, I think. I feel like there are funnier things that they could have thought he was, somehow. Yeah. Well, anyway. You know. Um, okay, so you, you meet the queen, and she tells you to do the things, and that opens up new paths. So, basically, you go down into sort of this sewer sewer-like area, uh, and to do so, you bypass a uh, laughably inaccurate, like, biometric scanning camera by putting... Oh, those are, those are good. I, are, I actually yeah, no, like that this, joke. This is a puzzle that you encounter, I think, like, three times throughout the yeah, game. Um, at least three. Three or four. Yeah. But maybe it's three. Um, where... And it just, gets, it just gets worse and worse yeah, every time. where there's just, like, there's a... There's like a, you know, like a facial recognition camera that opens, that controls a locked door. So for the first one, you get a, cl- uh, the, a coat hanger. Yeah, a, like a lab coat. Yeah, like a shitty lab jumpsuit. A dirty sweatband, like a headband from the gym. And an Etch-A-Sketch with a poorly drawn face on it. And that's all you need to get past this camera. Yep, and, and you it construct just... a, like, fake model person out yep. of these items. Yep. It's good. Um, so, yeah, so you end up in the sewer, and uh, there, um, there's a couple puzzles. The first one is just, like, trying to raise the hooks, which one hook basically... Well, first, before you can oh, raise right, the right. hook, you have to turn on the generator. You have to turn on the generator, which is... Uh... Which is the part where you can die. Yeah, that's true, right? That's the part yeah. that I forgot So there's, about. like, a maze, and you have to, like, load a fuel rod into... I guess the first you have to find the fuel rod in the, like, sub area. Because mm-hmm. they have a secret underground sub submarine, like, dock. Yeah. Um, so you find a nuclear fuel rod, and then you have to, like, place the fuel rod in... Uh, so you press a button, you have to run to the end of a maze, place the fuel rod in a bucket... And then run back to the beginning of the maze. And you have, yeah. I think... It's like two Like minutes. a minute 40 or something, or two minutes to do it. Um, yeah. And if you do it, if you run and you, like, uh, don't have trouble with the maze, you can usually finish with, like, 40 or 50 seconds to spare. Yeah. Um, but I got lost in the maze a couple times the first time I tried. Because, like, I was like, ah, I don't need the map. I bet I can just find my way through. Um, 
And then I didn't, and then I died. Yeah, no, like, I, I had... Yeah, there's a map in the control room. Yeah. It's accompanied by which some I, sticky notes. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I screenshotted I the map and just had it next to me on my other monitor. So did I, actually. So, actually, I somehow I forgot about this, but I also exploded in that segment. Um, I ended up not really using the map, but what I did instead was, the second time around, I just found my way before pushing the button. Because you could do that. Like, you can go through then, the maze without starting back, it. And, and then, then coming back. The... So that, like, you already know your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I... So, yeah. You do the... It's it's basically a maze through a bunch of, like, samey-looking pipes, though. So it's, like, it's pretty easy to get lost if yeah. you're not careful. And they, they fog that room. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of fog in there. Anyway, Carl, what was, what was, what was that? I started that and backed out because I thought everything would explode. And then I waited a bit and then I went in and I did it. Oh, interesting. So you can just you can just leave the area and it doesn't I mean, I think it still goes on, but I think I was probably you were just as lucky. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well. So, yeah, so that's the first the first thing that you have to do is restore the power by going through this very convoluted and unsafe nuclear uh, nuclear power generation procedure. Um, mm. uh, and then you have to raise the hooks. So basically you raise one hook and it's not really a problem. And then the second time you try to raise the hook, there's like a broken gear that you have to fix. And fixing the broken gear is like the rest of the game. Fixing the broken gear is probably a solid third of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes you back topside. Um, and the, the the very snarky text comments when you finally fix it are like, well, that was like, that took longer than it probably should have or something like that. Yeah. Um, and The text comment, comments are also a pretty, like, good part of the humor in this game. Yeah, or the... Uh, They're always like, well, that happened. Or, yeah. like, the, okay. The continuing insistence that pressing Q doesn't do anything. Which is accurate. Like, stop Stop I pressing think. Q. I it think. doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, one of the first one of the first little text pop-ups you get is that pressing... Like, it, it tells you all the controls and then it says, by the way, pressing Q doesn't do anything. And then periodically throughout the game it just says, hey, pressing Q still doesn't do anything. Stop it. Stop pressing <laughs> Q. I, I wish that was those prompts were triggered by you pressing Q and not just, like, randomly. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I but... feel like people... The rest of them wouldn't pop up because it said pressing Q doesn't do anything. So I pressed Q and then I was like, oh, I guess it doesn't do anything. And then I forgot about it for the rest of the game until it came up again. Um, Like that that only really works on people who are more stubborn than I. Really contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. Or like um, I know there was something like that in uh, the Stanley Parable where there's a button that doesn't do anything. I think it's like the jump button space bar which doesn't make you jump in the Stanley Parable. But if you spam it, you do get an achievement. Um, uh, Or or something to that effect. I mean, that's a very Stanley Parable thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So so you fix the gear, and you raise the other hook, and then... 
And then what happens? Uh, you, you you have another then, section of the lab to go to. Like you have to go down further, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you go to the part of the oh. lab where where Bob and Ted's like living living quarters are. Yeah. And then well, you, you're chasing like the bad guy corn, and he wants to take. You. Oh, he kidnaps Vladi. But that's not until the very end, is it? I think that's. I mean, that's what happens after you've raised the second hook. I'm pretty sure, um, because like that's pretty much starts the end section of the game is he kidnaps Vladi and you have to go down to uh, to, to the club room to save him. The but punishment that, room. But there's like two before whole sections. Is after where you like make a hit song? That's after. Yeah. So you do have to you have, do have to record a copy of their the hit song that they recorded and press it to CD to get into one of the rooms. So I think... I think as part of the gear fixing initiative, you go to a second part of the lab where there's the second bad camera puzzle and like Bob and Ted's like bedrooms are there and and yeah, uh, I think that's right. the coffee trolley is there. Um, yep. And the um, is the information. No, the information about the audit is like in a in a lab later yeah. in Helen's lab. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's all part of fixing. Like I said, p- fixing the gear is a colossal ordeal, and it spans yeah. just a huge amount of time. Um, but you do that, and then and then yeah, you go to uh, a deeper part of the lab where you have to. Oh, the goal I think at this point is to free the queen. Yes, that's right. You have to let the queen out of like her chamber or whatever yeah, because she's been locked up. Um, and here it, it's you discover that the queen was created actually by a third scientist named Helen. Who's the only competent who's person the in the actually game. competent person in the game. Um, and she like does all this research and concludes that this uh, Ruby queen variety of corn is like the best, the best candidate for making actually intelligent sentient corn. And she does it. And uh, based on her DNA, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Based on her own DNA. Um, and apparently, apparently that was, they didn't like that. So they just locked the corn up and we never mm-hmm. really, do we, I don't think we ever really find out what happens to Helen. We Did know Helen she... make the AI for Vladdy? Maybe? Somewhat, no, because um, there's a note from, uh, um, what's his, what's his face? Ted. There's a note from Ted about like, hey, in, in the room where you make Vladdy, like, hey, stop messing with my AI experiments. So I assume it was actually Vladi as Ted's. He's certainly as grumpy as Ted. Yeah, so. I, think, I think it's... I think the corn is Bob. Like, most of the corn is Bob. The Ruby Queen corn is Helen, and Vladi is Ted. That's, that's like, my assessment. Uh, not, not necessarily that, like, they're one-to-one analogs, but that that's where the influences came from on each. Yeah. So... I don't know. There's also there's also um, what was his name Antonio or something. Yeah. The 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 hapless assistant who's in like you find info about him in only one room in the game, and he had some evil world domination plan, and then he just got tried by that lightning rod. Yeah, because the lightning rod was his plan. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get superpowers basically from, from this lightning by rod. Lightning. Um, <laughs> so he also was not very smart. No. Yeah. Um. Right, so you find out about Helen, who, like, was able to make the Ruby Queen corn and also called in an audit on the other two guys because they were being idiots and wasting all the money. 
Right. Yeah. Um, and then the audit sparked the panic of, oh shit, we need to make this money back. So they convert, uh, they convert a bio lab into a recording studio and use it to record the number one hit single. Or, or uh, so they hope. Top secret. Yeah. Top secret is the name of the single. Um, which, by the way, I love this fucking song. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like, and there's actually, there's actually two versions of the song. There's the new nope. wave version. And then there's the power ballad version. Yeah, the power ballad, which plays over the end credits, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, I like the new wave version a little better. because Me it too. Because it feels like an actual song. The power ballad version feels like a parody. Song. Yeah. So, anyway. I tweeted about it a few days ago. It's a good song. You should go listen to it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, so you free the Ruby Queen. And... And and then the the I don't what's his name even the bad corn guy I don't remember yeah. his name I don't know if he even has one yeah he might not oh, I don't the think big he has corn me. yeah the big corn he he comes and kidnaps Flatty and takes Flatty to the 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 punishment chamber I think is what it's called yeah the punishment room <laughs> the punishment room so you take a a pneumatic tube down to the punishment room uh and. This is where the big reveal is. Which I had totally called by then, by the way. Yeah. I was talking with a friend as I was playing it, and I'm like, I bet this is what it, it'll turn out to be, and it totally was. Yep. So... Wait, you called Scarecrow? Yeah, I called Scarecrow. Nice. I'm like, at first I'm like, am I also corn? But then I was like looking at like some of the, they provide like a little schematic drawing of something at one point, and I was like, um, I'm like, oh, I have like a hat. And I'm like, I bet I'm a Scarecrow. Because this is all corn themed, and like I, be- I bet I turn out to be a scarecrow. And turns out you're a scarecrow. You're a scarecrow. There's also uh, at one point the bad corn uh, scribbles on a on a whiteboard, and it's a drawing of a scarecrow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it turns out you're a scarecrow. Not only that, but you're like the eighth or ninth scarecrow that they've that they've sort of conscripted to try to get the red. Ruby Queen's, you know, grand schemes to come to fruition. Um, Most of the others, like, died or were captured pretty early. Yeah, except for the one that just liked to dance, I guess. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, and you go into the punishment chamber, and it's uh, the, the bad corn forces the failed scarecrows to dance forever. Yep. Um, they seem pretty okay with it. Yeah, they don't seem to mind. Like they're they're all so stupid that it it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Ruby Queen comes in and is like, "Hey, knock it off," because apparently the reason that the white the white corn dumb guy doesn't like her is because he's technically her servant. Mm-hmm. Because they're all her servant, but he thinks he should be. The, the, leader, the leader, I guess. Yeah, I think so. He's like the albino it's hard, corn. It's hard to make sense. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of motivation. Um, really, he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the bad guy. Uh, so, so you so, go back up to the surface, I guess. Yeah, she basically like tells him to fuck off, and he fucks off, and then she says, "Wow, I didn't, I didn't think you'd be able to do it, but." 
you did it, so let's go up, go back up and we'll do the final part of the plan. Uh, so you go back up and she basically reveals that her whole goal is to shoot all of the corn to the moon? To or Mars, to Mars, I to think. Mars, yeah, to Mars. Yeah. Because they can live on Mars? I guess they probably don't need to breathe. I guess plants do need carbon dioxide. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, because they're not really normal plants. Yeah. It's true. I feel like the the temperatures on Mars wouldn't really support plant life, but, you know. Yeah, they want to go to Mars, is the point. Yeah, Mars is like the promised land for them. Um, So she gives a big (laughs) speech and knights you, dubs you her, her champion. Um, and then it turns out that one of the corns uh, was using a military radio. He thought he was ordering pizza, but instead he was alerting the military to the fact that something is going on on this abandoned, like, military <laughs> like scientific site. the general's site. response, you mean we haven't bombed that place yet? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so so they they basically send... I don't know, fighter jets or drones or something to take out the site. So... Then is the best part of the game. Yeah, um, the best part of the game. The the final confrontation, which is they hook up the recording of Top Secret to a colossal set of speakers, which they hook the speakers up to the lightning rod thing, mm-hmm. and... Via a rhythm game, you use the power of music to destroy these fighter jets. Yep. And Sud- suddenly DDR minigame out of nowhere. Suddenly DDR minigame out of nowhere. And I love when you press the arrows, like, the words that pop up are great. Yeah. Some of them are just like, arrow! Yeah. It's, ugh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun time. Unexpected. Yep. But a but a fun time. Uh, so then you defeat the military, except for one one drone that the bad corn just has decided to jump on and is sort of like riding it like a like a horse, a sky horse. Mm-hmm. Um, or attempting to. It's not. It's not very. Uh, yeah, he's not doing a great job. Uh, so at this point you have one item left in your inventory it's the first item you picked up it's the stale english muffin and you you throw it at the bad corn you you bonk him in the head and it causes his plane to to lose control to spin out of control yeah it just like spirals out it explodes and that's like the final (laughs) the final confrontation so wait does this mean you have to pick up the english muffin yeah, I think the the next path is probably blocked off until yeah, you pick I up think, the English muffin. I think it doesn't open up the path until you do. Okay. I mean, I would. I don't know that for sure, but given the rest of the game, I would assume that. Yeah, that would be a pretty big oversight if they if they didn't force you to pick up the uh, the English muffin. Mm-hmm. So, your your final act in in aiding the corn is to basically like press the ignition button, which is in a, a locked uh, chest in the attic of the farmhouse. Um, so you do that, and 
the silo, it turns out, is a giant rocket. And it shoots out these colossal chains that hook into the hooks that you raised. And it pulls a giant chunk of earth out of the containing ground. Containing the farm. <laughs> containing, yeah, like containing most of the lab. Um, and the rocket takes off and there's a little cutscene where one of the corns says, Wait. Did you close the fuel hatch? No, I thought you closed the fuel hatch. And then the whole thing explodes. And popcorn and rocket ship parts rain down from the sky in slow motion and the credits roll. And that's the end of the game. Yep. Yep. And the the power ballad. Yep. I was really hoping that uh, if I got all the folio items, there would be a better ending. Um, what do you mean, I did, better I, ending? Well, like, an ending where the stuff you spent the entire game doing wasn't completely pointless and fruitless. Like, I mean, I don't really feel strongly that the corn should get to Mars, but I've been try- spending this entire game apparently trying to help the corn get to Mars. I would have liked to, to, like, actually help them get to Mars and not just suicide by rocket. Well, the story's stupid. Maybe they yeah, didn't... I know. Like, I know that's the point, but even so, you know, maybe they didn't reach the conclusion that they wanted to reach. But you did bring about a conclusion for them. I guess there is closure there. So, I guess it just. I mean, it makes it feel like <sighs> the game like doesn't like itself. You know, like there's a there's a thin line. Like at a certain point, when you make fun of yourself for being stupid that much. Then the response is like, no, you're right, this is stupid, why should I care about it? Right? And that, for me, was that point where it's like, okay, you spent this entire game, like, making me do a goal. And yeah, it was a dumb goal, but I was prepared to buy into it because, like, that this game is kind of silly. But then it's like, nope, you don't even get that goal. They're all such idiots, they just killed themselves. And, like, that felt like a letdown to me. I was not happy with that ending. Oh. Well, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel super strongly about it in either way. I I got a chuckle out of it though. Because yeah. it's very if... it's very on brand. Yeah, that's true. I wonder we would if have preferred a concert on Mars. Yeah, I would have preferred for them to get to Mars and be like, well now what? Like this is not what we expected it to be like, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Because then, even if they didn't succeed, at least I succeeded, right? I succeeded in getting them to Mars. Um, but, yeah, I, you don't. And I, I did not actually end up getting all the folio things. I, I did go back and try and find some of them, and I found a couple more, and I ended up with 73 out of 75. So there, but I, I didn't want to, like, go scour through the game for the last yeah, two. Yeah, I so. feel like, because I got, I got, I had 72 total, mm-hmm. um, after, after two playthroughs. I think I found 71, and then the second playthrough I found one more. Um, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I tend to be pretty thorough, yeah, so and there must I, be, I like, like, two or three that are just really hard to find. Yeah, and I feel like you're probably also thorough, so I'm guessing that those remaining ones are just, like, a bitch to find. Like, they're just yeah. way out of the way. Like, I don't... I don't know. I don't know where they could be without, like, looking up a guide, so... Yeah, I, I tried to look up a guide, but it's, like, a new enough and small enough game that there, mm-hmm. like, aren't really a lot of walkthroughs, and the one I found only had a guide to 70 out of 75 of them. Oh, good. So, Great. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, and that's that's sort of the peril with playing really, really underplayed games like this is that if, no, uh, no help. <laughs> yeah, if you have an issue, we should start our own walkthrough where we at least point out like where the seventy of them are. Because it was also buried in another more complete walkthrough, and I would have liked to just see a, like, where are all the folio locations um, spreadsheet or something. Yeah. The last one is on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, like I said, I was wondering if, like, if I collect all of them, will there be a different ending? I don't know what happens if you get all of them. I don't know if anybody has gotten all of them. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I don't... I wonder now if, if anybody has actually gotten them all. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone someone has to have done yeah. that. Someone should have. Yeah. If it's possible. If if there's a Steam achievement for it, you can usually see like the percentage of people who got a particular Steam achievement, right? Yeah. Somehow. So you That's could look true. for that. Um, we forgot to mention uh, in the process of like stopping the jets from coming and destroying you, Vladi dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vladi dies. He is killed and he by. And he calls you not stupid. Yes, he does. He mm-hmm. says you're not quite a big idiot, like as big an idiot, right before he dies. There's a there's a a friendship moment. Yep. Would be touching were he not like a very one note character who just berates you the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> but he's cute. He is cute, and it is funny when cute things are grumpy. But again, like my biggest problem with the game was the degree to which jokes were just like overused. And I think that was one of the biggest ones. Was like, "Yep, Vladdy's calling me an idiot again." You know, like, "Oh, he's so grumpy." Eventually, you just kind of toot him out. Or at least yeah. I did. <laughs> he also makes a funny little squeaky noise as he follows you. Yeah, and sometimes he just teleports around, which is always nice. Yeah, if you yeah. get too far ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Which sometimes you can go really far ahead of him, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very consistent. Slow. Yeah, I think it's like if because like I if think you enter a new area without him or something. Yeah, and I behind. I think he I think he tries to sort of path to you, but mm-hmm. if he gets to a point where where like he can't do that anymore, he's just like fuck it, whatever, and just like boop pops in. Yeah, I've definitely saw him get caught up against a wall a couple times. Yeah, where he was like nearby, but he was stuck on something, so he was just like walking in place. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, he, like, he got stuck a couple of times for me. And I think that's the thing. It's like I feel like they probably didn't care too much about his ability to path when he walks so slowly that it's mo- more than likely that by the time you need him, he's gonna have to teleport to you anyway. Yeah. So that's not not a super important thing, I guess. It's just a thing worth noting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what else? Huh. So that's basically the game, I think. Yeah. Um. I have Overall, a few questions. Sure. Kayla, you suffer a bit from motion sickness in games. Yes. Oh my god, cardinal yeah. sin of gaming, you cannot turn off head bob in this game. Yep. Jesus Christ, that made me so angry. <laughs> it's it's it was just like ah Did did the uh did the motion blur? Can you turn off motion blur? So no. You can't turn off motion blur either. Yeah. It's, it's it's a nightmare for motion sickness. It's yeah. really bad. I was actually going to ask it, about that too. It's actually like, um, it's better if you sprint everywhere because it evens out the head bob a little mm-hmm. bit when you sprint. Um, so I spent a lot of time sprinting and a lot of time trying to not look directly at the screen. 
Yeah, my but, like, God, started if you're putting, hurting. If you're, yeah, if you're putting head bob in your game, for God's sake, put an option, a menu option to turn it off. You know what's yeah. another sin? Something that I suffer from? What's that? No inverting the y-axis. <laughs> yeah, Huck yeah. just mentioned that, like, next to me. He's like, I bet there's no y-axis inversion. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree. Yes. Please put, if you if you have a, a mouse look game, please put the option for inverting the y-axis in your game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, there... There was one more thing where I was like, oh man, I wish they had the option to... Oh also no, it wasn't lag. that. There's lag, and you can get stuck places. Like, the first thing I did in the game was go backwards from the starting point and immediately get stuck to the point where I could not get out. I had to restart the game. Yeah, this this game definitely... Like, within, literally within the first 15 seconds, I got stuck. Yeah, no, there, there are definitely, like... Uh, bug bug issues and optimization issues. Apparently, this game has some pretty pretty significant memory leaks in in some parts, which is yeah. which is real bad. Um, yeah, which I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, and I I was on the Steam forums just kind of like looking around, um, and apparently that's like a really really big gripe is that there have not been like optimization fixes. Which I sort of just chalk up to being a really small game with a really small team. Yeah. And sometimes there's... Yeah, some of the stuff, like the optimization stuff, I could see, like, it's kind of tough to do without, like, you know, a significant engineering presence. Mm -hmm. But stuff like turning off the head bob and inverting the y-axis... Yeah, no, 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 I agree. You should be able to do that. Like, that's not that hard. Yeah. Or who decided to have that much blur? Yeah. (laughs) Someone decided that that's a good thing to have. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's not unattractive visually. Like they like the it's got some pretty high res assets, and they did a like a pretty good job with it. But there's some really questionable choices. Yeah. Of that nature. I mean, I don't I don't really even get motion sick, but there were times with the when the blur was too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. I, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I had big breaks because my eyes started hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this actually for once it it wasn't bad enough that I had to like drink ginger ale while playing it, but I did only play it for like an hour or two in a sitting, and then I had to stop. So, um, yeah, so that was definitely a thing. I think overall, my 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 thought on the game was like. I it's it's a shame that like the humor in the writing for me did not live up to the humor of the mechanics because I thought the way the mechanics lampoon the adventure genre was hilarious was like really great and subtle and just sort of undercutting it just the right amount um even though it did like after a while it felt like very sort of linear and boring but even that felt like a commentary on the adventure genre that like hey without all the frustrations the adventure genre is actually not that interesting it's just rubbing things against other things you know like as you move forward yep uh, but like all of that was like i thought really clever and then the writing was just kind of like it had some funny jokes in it but overall i didn't feel like it was quite on par that's fair yeah, but I I would love to see the mostly walking guys play this just it, like in comparison to all the other stuff they usually play, 
because there's so much there's so many things that they like regularly bring up on that show that are sort of like commented on or lampooned in some way in this game. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. That would be cool. Yeah. Maybe we can badger Sean Bo about it. Yeah, I don't think he makes that call though. <laughs> no. According to him, he just kind of shows up and and uh, and Sean Plot has just decided what they're playing. Yeah, that's so. true. But I mean, I'm sure he can also suggest things. That's true. Hmm. Um, Maybe we'll not that, that you know. I just, I mean, I just think that this is a, a fun, goofy game, and I, I feel like. I mean, I don't think it's like a an excellent, great, the best game ever. But I, you know, I wish more people would play this game because I feel like it's, it's, it seems like the kind of thing that should have gotten more traction than it did. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it has a pretty like general sense of humor. I think that's like you know that would be appealing to a lot of people. So it's you know it, it's it, charming it, and it's accessible. It yeah. has some fun ideas, but it's a shit game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's a shit game in a way that it's sort of intentionally a shit game to make fun of the genre that it's in. Yeah, which the genre that it's in also features a lot of shit games. Yeah, and it's a shit game that only takes like four hours max. So yeah, and I I will say I think I would respond better to like the humor and the stuff, everything if every, if it felt good to move around and without like. If you weren't frustrated getting, by the getting blur. a headache or like yeah or getting watching, stuck watching the floor or the ceiling all the time yeah 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 that I mean that is a that is a major like a major oversight yeah because for for a really small game they did a a, a nice job with the environments mm-hmm. um, like I was I was impressed yeah I, you know it's just too bad that. Everything was constantly a blur as you, as you trudged past it. Yep. Oh well. Oh well. In their next game, I'm sure they will take some of these things into consideration. Yeah. Or they won't. Or they you won't. Know. Who knows? It's, <laughs> who can say? Really. Twice as much blur. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I really think the game needed more blur. Like, can you put more blur in your next game? There's no head bob, but. Your character constantly, like, hops around on a pogo stick and you can't turn it off. <laughs> yep. Shit. Your character is literally a bunny rabbit and just, like, bunny rabbits everywhere. Yep. Bunny hops all the time. Bunny hops and and says, like, snarky jokes about everything always that you can't turn off. Yep. Ship it. Maze 2. Good. We did it. Perfect. We have uh, designed the sequel. Alright, well, I do mean, we... most of that was just, like, a step-by-step of, like, the sort of major beats, but do we have any... It's any stupid. additional... <laughs> this game is stupid. It's stupid. Stupid game. <laughs> um, should we do the thing where... What was the previous game we played before this? Uh, I don't remember. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah, wait, hang on. Let me, let me wow, find it's it. Been a while. Was it was it War for the Overworld? Yes, it was War for the Overworld. Okay, so so if you had to make a game that was a combination of this and War for the Overworld, oh man! Speaking of War for the Overworld, I have a we have a correction to make. 
Um, oh, do we? Yeah, I they they listen to like the devs listen to the episode and oh, do um, they? and so we had said that it was uh it was developed by a a bunch of people who had worked on the uh, Dungeon Keeper games. That is not accurate. Is that not the case? <laughs> this is um. So what they had to say was, uh, small heads up, we're actually a young team, uh, 20 to 33. None of our members worked on either Dungeon Keeper. War for the Overworld is our first game. Oh, jeez. So, okay. So, um... It's interesting. I, well, because there, there was definitely a thank you in the credits that was like, thanks to all the old, like, Bullfrog crew. And I'm like, oh, they must be, you know, like, they're thanking their team members. Oh. <laughs> and I guess not. I mean, it's... And first of all... It's clearly, like, it's clearly like basically the same game so it's like it's made yeah. with like a fan's love of the the thing but yeah no i guess it's not the same uh same group yeah and first of all they, they weren't like mad about it the next the next <laughs> thing they said was it's a genuine honor to, to be compared to such veterans so i like i felt bad but you know they were cool about it um okay and um what else did we get wrong no that was it that was that was okay it. but i think i mean i think it's not based on what was in the credits and also just the general trend of mm-hmm. like Kickstarter games for, you know, lost lost properties. Yeah, uh, I had thought. I guess I had heard that somewhere. I now now I don't like. I'm not sure where I heard that originally. Yeah. But somebody told me that that it was the uh, the original crew. But I guess they were mistaken. Yeah, I mean, now I, you have you have to find that person and tell him he's a liar. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> tell them um, they're wrong. But yeah, I think it's I think it's not. You know, it's not a, a fantastical leap of logic to like come to that conclusion based on how many games have fit that model. So yeah, but I just wanted to make sure that uh that I said that. Just, yeah, that's, just no, to it's c- good. Clear the water. Record, record has record been set straight. Has there been you go. Corrected. Yes. So uh, hmm, if we had to combine sorry, War sorry for the Overworld, any, yeah, sorry for any confusion caused <laughs> by that one. If we had uh, to combine War for the Overworld and Maze, um. Mm. Uh, RTS Farm yeah. Sim. RTS Farming Sim is basically like the only thing I can come up with. Where I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe your farm is uh, at risk of being like you have a small family farm and it's at risk of being bought out by uh, like industrial farming complex conglomerate. Uh, so you do science experiments to make your crops sentient and you use them as your units. To defend Ooh, nice. your farm, yep, your small I like farm, that. <laughs> and, and it the has industrial... and it has elements of like um, like farming sims where you have to like build the farm in an efficient like to to operate efficiently because that's how you generate resources in the mm-hmm. game. So like instead of going out and mining things like you would in a in a normal RTS, you like actually have to grow your resources by being a good farmer. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like a game that Shanbo would like. Yeah. Now, I'm now... just thinking that you play as play War for the Overworld, but everything you say, they do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your minions, uh, your minions had to take a nap. So, yep. so. But it's okay because your opponents, your opponent's army is equally incompetent. Yeah, your opponent's army was too busy stacking boxes <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to attack you. So, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yep. I like yeah. it. I actually, I actually really like the idea of a uh, of an RTS where you have to like generate your resources through like like efficient simulation management rather than uh, rather than like going out and collecting them. 
Like that that's somehow like super appealing to me. Like a combination of uh you know, the stuff you do in um in Dungeon Keeper and the stuff you do in uh like Stardew Valley. Yeah. That <laughs> That would be like double stressful, but I can <laughs> I can see I can see the appeal, definitely. Yep. Well, no, it could. It wouldn't be stressful because nobody's units have any impact on anything, so you actually have as much time as you need to, to like generate stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we did it. Yep. Just, let's, uh, Carl. Carl, talk about what we're doing next. Tell us about our next game. Yeah, the next game we're going to be playing is Pan Pan, which is like a small little open worldy puzzle game made by a really small studio in Sweden called Spellcraft. Um, and this is weird for me because I usually have a pretty good sense of what games, what Swedish games released, but I had not heard of this game. It looks and real it, pretty. Yeah. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. And it tries to do some storytelling by like without having any voices or anything I'm not sure it actually works <laughs> I guess we'll find out visually looking at it it reminds me of um, Monument Valley a little bit yeah. which is like super cool so um, it actually looks because it, it does the isometric thing in a kind of similar way with like very simplified shapes so like I am excited to try that yeah, this is it, hopefully, it also, hopefully like, more challenging puzzles than in uh, Maze. <laughs> just the, yeah, just the, the, the overall cuteness of it makes me think of um, like uh, Botanicula and the uh, the other Amanita design games, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the comparisons that are coming to mind are all like things that I very much enjoy. So yeah, this should be oh. a good one. Yeah, I am excited to try it. Alright, yeah. Uh, Pan Pan. It's on Steam. Possibly other platforms. Those will be in the forum post if they are. Uh, but yeah. That's what we're going to be playing next in a couple weeks. Yeah. Play it. Uh, and then, if you want to, come talk to us about it. Because yeah. uh, we like talking to people about stuff. Hell yeah. Come come be on the podcast. It'll be, it'll be fun. It's usually fun. It's usually pretty good. Hey, Kelso, if someone wants to be uh, a guest host on the podcast, how should they contact you? They should contact me on Twitter. Uh, you could you could either tweet to me, specifically, at Kelso Timebomb, uh, or, if you would prefer, you can also tweet to uh, at Feedback Force, which I also run. So, basically, you're just contacting me either way. Um, whichever one you want to do. And 99 percent chance that I'll say, hell yeah, come be on the podcast. The only one percent that would preclude that from happening would be if somebody beat you to it. Like, that's, yep. that's literally the only thing that would keep you from being a guest on the podcast, is if somebody else asked your guest first. first. In which case, you try again next time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's easy. It's so simple. Yep. Any anything else that you uh, that you manage that you want to plug? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> At this Are point. you still? Did you end up ever doing uh, any like art streams? Is that still a thing? Or um, I mean, I did I did a couple. I haven't done any recently. Okay. Um, I keep 
saying I'm going to, but right now, just with like school and internship and work and stuff, I don't really have time, but I've got a break in like a month. So maybe then, maybe then I will. Okay. Because I would still uh, like to do that. That's, I don't know, it's fun sometimes. Yeah. So um, I do every Sunday morning, I do a stream, um, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we are almost done with Wind Waker. I, I stopped today, like, literally halfway through the last dungeon because I didn't want to run over too late so we could still do, record the podcast. Um, but I am almost certainly going to finish it next week. And then I think the next game I'm going to do, or at least try and find, is uh, Super Mario RPG. Because a lot of people have... Uh, that's what people voted for yeah. on the, the poll. Nice. Um, so I do that. If you want to find out about, like, when I'm streaming or if I have to cancel stuff... Um, you can follow me uh, at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Cool. Yeah, and you can follow me at, at Skug3 on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so play it, play the game, and then come podcast with us. Carl, do you want to, like, is your game, like, released to the to the wild or not? As I say, do you want to uh, plug that? No. Okay. There's going to be an exhibition on Tuesday okay. where you could probably see it. I'm kind of tweeting that, I think. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, so follow Skug to find out more about uh, his game exhibition when it happens. Yeah, do it. Uh, play Pan Pan. Come be on the podcast if you want, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yep, bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Bye.